Today on the show, I've got a quick interview with my buddy, Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the podcast talent coach because he's got a workshop. Don't call it a webinar coming up that you're going to want to hear about. And you've heard the old Einstein quote about doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. Are you in that boat? I just looked at some stats of mine and I went, oh, guess what? I'm in that boat. And so today, it's a topic I've talked about before, but I have some new information. So I'm going to combine it with the older stuff I had along with some new stuff. And we're going to talk about polling or surveying your audience about you. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, the website is schoolofpodcasting.com, and this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow. We're going to talk a lot about growing today, your podcast. And of course, if you want to monetize, I got a book on that, Profit From Your Podcast. Everything we talk about today, you can find out at the website, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 858. And speaking of the website, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, you will get a discount on either your monthly or yearly subscription, just like Fran, Stephen, and Kevin did recently. And today we're going to talk about surveying your audience. Again, stay tuned for that interview with Eric. But I've noticed something, and I think I know why. But it's always really puzzled me. I did an episode about this probably four months ago. You have so many different places that you can put your content in, right? Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart. The list goes on and on. Deezer, Ghana, GeoSavin. And yet I see multiple people that are coming to me going, how do I grow my audience? And I'll look. And they're not in all the places. And I'm like, I, I've never, that just baffles me because it takes, in most media hosts, about 10 seconds to submit your show. It might take a week for them to approve it, but that's always kind of like, what is going on there? Why wouldn't you do that? And it dawned on me because I like, well, they, they must just not know. And that could very well be true that they don't know. And all they need to do is contact their media host. They'll be happy to show you because your media host wants you to grow your show. Cause the more you see positive growth in your show, the much more likely you're going to stay a customer. And so I was like, yeah, that seems weird. So why wouldn't somebody put their show in front of other people? And it dawned on me. And here's my question for you. How confident are you in your content? Maybe you're like, eh, you know, I know when I was growing up, if you're new to the show, I'm a musician. I play the guitar. I used to sing in the choir, but I used to write music for whatever reason. Not sure why I would write music way out of my range and just screech it, right? Trying to be the next, you know, Judas priest, iron maiden, whatever. And uh, here's the thing. I would, make these little demo tapes using uh, cassette decks and all sorts of other technology back in the day. And uh, if I would play it for someone, I would have to leave the room. And I was like, yep, wasn't really confident in the material. And it was just really uncomfortable watching somebody go, oh, yeah, wow, that's uh, that's a great guitar sound. You know, watching them not go, and you you are singing way out of your range. Nobody ever said that, by the way, because I was playing it for friends and family, which leads us to creating a survey for your podcast. Now, here's the thing. If you're not confident in your content, this might be why, is maybe you're not getting any feedback. And so today we're going to talk about why how, what to put in a survey, and then what to do with the results. And the new thing that I'm bringing today, and I'm going to talk about this again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 856, 
is the one and only Tom Webster, when he worked at Edison Research, came up with a free survey. He's like, here, here's what we would use if we were doing a listener survey. So along the years, today we're getting Tom Webster. I've talked with Glenn Hebert. I've talked with Scott Johnson of What Was That Like? Glenn of the Horse Radio Network. And we've gotten their take. So I'm going to kind of combine them all today with some things that I'm doing differently as well. I am going to be sharing some content that I'm not really confident in. Makes me a little uncomfortable because, well, I'll tell you about it in just a second. So I went into my Libsyn stats. Now, in full disclosure, I've been a happy Libsyn customer for 17 years and an even happier Libsyn employee for six. But I went back and I looked at my seven-day stats. So I was able to do that back to 2017. And I saw where 2017 and 2018, we saw an increase. In fact, we saw a pretty hefty increase. 2018 and 19, uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, 2019 to 20, when the pandemic hit and podcasting kind of took off, uh, my numbers kind of got flat. And then 2021, they actually took a dip. Now, this is what I did was I looked at, because uh, I'm in November, I took the average of the four episodes that were released in November. So that's the scientific method that I took. And it's so scientific that I can't figure out 2022 because my last episode hasn't been out seven days yet as I record this. So it's one of those things where I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Now, on the other hand, I could get all super depressed about that. And, but I don't base my success on that. I base the content on that. Hey, did people like this or not? But I base my success on how many people signed up for the School of Podcasting community. And I've said this before in the show, my numbers always go up in January because it's almost like, you know, I'm going to do it this year. This is the year I'm going to drop 20 pounds and start a podcast. And by February and March, yeah, we're all back to our same habits. And you may have decided not to start a podcast, or maybe you started one and you decided to put it on hold for a while. And so my numbers for the School of Podcasting have continued to to grow, which is great. I've done new things and I've added new features and things like that. But it dawned on me that in terms of downloads, hmm, not really doing like it was. And I think part of it is uh, to be, let's be honest, we're just going to pull, I, I was going to say I'm going to pull down my pants, but that's probably not a good phrase to use here. But let's just uh, pull back the curtain. How about that? That sounds much better. And uh, there are a lot of podcast consultants. If you look at how many podcast consultants were in 2017 to where how many podcast consultants there are in 2022, ooh, yeah, that number has grown a lot. Check out podcastsaboutpodcasting.com, especially if you want to be a podcast consultant, because you will see how many have come and many have just said, oh, this takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, so... Keep that in mind. There are a ton of podcasts about podcasting. And I know for those of you that listen, that love the show, you're like, yeah, but you're the Dave Jackson. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think as many people know about me as they used to. I'm not really sure. So let's just stop it there before we get into any kind of weird self-pity and things like that. I'm happy. I'm not happy that my numbers are going down, but I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do about that? And that's where I was like, you know what? When was the last time I did a listener survey. And my answer was, I don't know. I know we talked about this. We usually talk about this about once a year, but when was the last time I really did one? Now I'll have to look because I usually use Google forms for this. Now, why do I use Google forms? Because it's free. That's one. Number two, there's no limit on how many questions you can have and how many responses you can get. So things like Survey Monkey and Typeform and things like that, they will limit that. So that's what I've been using. And I could go back and see when the last one was, but let's talk about why. Let's start here. Why are you doing a survey? And for me, the question that I see in the different Facebook groups and things like that, somebody be like, hey, I've been podcasting. I've been consistent for six weeks and it might even be six months and they are convinced 
or they've been ill-informed that consistency in schedule is more important than consistency in content. Now, look, you've, if you listen to the show, I'm all about be consistent in your schedule so you become part of their routine. But I've also said I would rather get a late show that was good than an on-time show that was meh. And so that person's like, I've been consistent for six months and my numbers aren't really going the way I want. And the answer I see that I just go, ugh, is keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. And I get the answer. But what if they're going in the wrong way? What if they're going in the wrong way? This week, I uh, when I was married, I lived in Cleveland, Ohio. I After I got divorced, I moved back to Akron, Ohio. But I drove up this week to hang out with Jim Harold. Do you know Jim Harold? He is the king of paranormal podcasts. You can find him at jimharold.com. And Trapper Jack. For those of you in Ohio, especially Cleveland, yeah, I had lunch with Trapper Jack. <laughs> yeah, Trapper Jack was like the number one guy in radio forever. You can find him at trapperjackspeaks.com. And I had lunch with those guys. And I am out of, uh, what's the word? I'm rusty when it comes to driving to Cleveland. But I remember there's one thing where if I don't take this turn and then go, you go left and then you go almost immediately right, you're, you're like kind of, uh, you're going to be taking a while to get back to where you want to go. And so if somebody says, keep going, uh, how do you know if you're going in the right direction or not? And with me going to Cleveland, I had a GPS that would let me know, hey, guess what? You just missed the turn. Really? Ah. And I know to turn around. Turn around at the next convenient thing, right? You, you've been there, right? So with podcasting, our GPS is our listeners. And so why do I do a survey? Because number one, if you want to do anything with advertisers, and for the record, not to like, maybe this is why my numbers are down, because I speak the truth. I come and I speak the truth to you. Less than 10% of podcasters get those big sponsors. You know, the mattresses and the stamps and the all the other, the better helps and things like that. Unless you're getting about 20,000 downloads, 10 to 20,000 downloads an episode, you're not getting those. Doesn't mean you can't have sponsors. Again, find the book, profit from your podcast. But it does mean you're not get, getting one of those big ones. So keep that in mind. But if your goal is advertising, you're going to need some sort of survey, especially about who is listening and how much money they make and things like that. We'll talk about questions in a bit. The second thing is you are just too close to the content. And the only way to get better at your show is to get feedback. I remember once I went to the famed Akron, Ohio, Luigi's Pizza, and somebody had forgot to put salt in the bread. And they bring it out, and we're like, oh, fresh bread. And we chomp into this thing, and we're like, what happened? And so the waitress comes out. She's like, oh, man, there's no salt in this. And I go, yeah. And so they went back, and they got another loaf, and they came back out. Feedback, response, and then you fix it. And so if you don't get any feedback, how are you going to fix it? And that's why you need it. Now, it's really hard. I get it. If you're like, Dave. I'm barely getting 50 downloads an episode. I'll talk about something a little later on that I'm going to do. And it involves getting your feedback live. Now, the other thing I'm going to do with this is you end up with this link to Google form or whatever you're using. And you're tempted to just go tell it on the mountain. And I'm only telling you, my listener, to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey22 because it's 2022 is when I'm doing this. Survey2022 is where you can find my survey and you can fill that out. And it's a listener survey. So consequently, I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell people on Twitter. Now, in my case, I do have a newsletter that was built from people that listen to my show. So when I do my survey, there might be a question that says, are you subscribed to the newsletter at schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter? Because I'm pretty sure 95% of the people that are on my newsletter are also my listeners. So keep that in mind is if you want listener feedback, only promote it to your listeners. Now, 
the other thing that kind of stinks about this is your listeners probably didn't wake up and go, oh, I hope I get to fill out a really long form today. No, they, they probably didn't, which means you're probably going to have to sweeten the pot. And I remember when I talked to James from the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a dog, you should go over dogpodcastnetwork.com. And I talked to Glenn from the Horse Radio Network and Scott from What Was That Like? And a, a number of people I know that have done this. And they give away some sort of free thing. And the freest thing that you that everybody loves is an Amazon gift certificate. And it doesn't have to be 50, 100. You could do like 25 bucks. And that will grab people's attention. And I realize that if you make it too good, like, hey, you get a free iMac, everybody and their brother is going to be filling out their survey. But you don't want everybody. You want your listeners. And you want it to have value, but not so much that they're just going to come through and, and click on everything and go, okay, where's the iMac? So when I remember when I talked to Scott, he was like, yeah, that was an incentive, but this is how you have to position your survey. I'm doing this for you. It's my show, but I'm here serving you. And I'm asking you, hey, does this bread have enough salt? And when you go, no, I don't taste any salt at all, and it's very bland, I will add more salt. So when I say, hey, when I do this with my show, when I do that, do you like it? Do you not like it? And you can say, I like it when you do this, this, and this, and I really don't like it when you do this, this, and that. And I'm really tired of this, but I really do like this. I'm crazy when you do this. This is brilliant. I want to know the good but I also want to know the stuff that's driving you nuts. I remember this was, man, probably 2009-ish. I used to have a uh, a little break thing, and there was a band that did a song that, that said, one, two, three, and then I would, I would say something about the school of podcasting. And then it was one, two, kind of like it's annoying now. Yeah, and they would say, yeah, don't don't play that again, please. That's really annoying. And so I didn't. Again. Does this need more salt? Yes, it does. Okay. Then you add more salt. The listener's more happy and more likely to tell a friend. There are many things you can ask about. So let's start off with the tough ones. The ones that you go, ooh, ah, yeah. And that is content questions. And these come from uh, Jack Reicher over at the Darknet Diaries. This is a guy that gets six-figure downloads after 30 days, because he took the time to go, "Mm, that's not good enough. I've got to fix that. This bread needs more salt. So this is where what Jack does is he gives them an episode and says, hey, go listen to this. Then he asks, how far did you listen? And they're allowed to say, well, I made it about three minutes in. And then he asks, okay, why did you only listen to that far? And that's the part you need to listen to. Then he asks, what's your favorite part of the show? Because if somebody says, oh, man, I listened to the whole thing. And then you go, great, what's your favorite part? And they go, um, the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, you didn't listen to the whole thing. So what's your favorite part of the show? And what are the parts that you thought would be different? You know, I would have liked it if you'd done this and that. So you might have said, when you get done listening to this, hey, why didn't you put Eric at the beginning of the show? Because we're talking about surveys, and I still want to help Eric and, And, you know, you love to make money, so I'm hoping it's like putting the bread at the back of the store, right? You're going to walk past all the other stuff to get to that. So is anybody else hungry for bread now? I'm telling you. Uh, You could ask them about your audio quality. You know, you could ask them. Here's another one again. Uh, Along with what was your favorite part, what was your the biggest thing you gained from listening? So those are the tough questions. You know, did you, how far did you listen? Another one that Jack would ask is how likely are you to share this show with a friend on a scale from one to 10, where 10 is I'm telling everybody and one is yee. Yeah. And he said he wasn't happy until he got like nines and tens, maybe an eight. Cause if you look at this as a grading scale, you know, an eight is a B, a nine is a A and then a hundred is, you know, extra credit or whatever. Somebody's been brown nosing the teacher, but those are things that you could ask. And so 
I say this a lot, and if you're a regular listener of the show, you're like, oh, Dave's going to talk about how nobody gets on his feedback. And again, I ask, why? Why aren't people doing that? And the answer is, again, maybe we're not that confident in our content. To which I ask, how do you get confident in your content? By playing it for someone and having them go, hey, this is the best bread I've ever had, right? This is the best. How long have you been making this podcast? Is there more of that? Then you know you're onto something. And you can keep on going. Just keep going because you've got a good show. But if people go, ugh, there's no salt in this bread. Don't keep doing that. Don't keep doing that. Don't just keep going. That's not a good thing to do. And so I'm here to tell you that you, if you go in with a mindset, if I'm here to do this show for you, the thing I ask you to listen is for you. And if it's not something you want or would share, I need to know because I'm doing this show for you. Now, when somebody says, man, I really hate that whole thing you did. You spent like the first 20 minutes talking about your cat and how Mr. Whiskers is just a rascal. Yeah, that's an easy fix. So as much as you go, oh, we have to cut the Mr. Whiskers segment. Maybe if enough people say that and you want to, because remember, it's still your show. But we'll talk about what to do with the answers uh, a little later as well. So those are some things when it comes to content that you could ask. Now, if you have advertisers in your show, then you might want to survey your audience. Hey, how are we doing with the advertising? I'm taking a uh, course right now from my buddy, Neil Headley. And he was the guy that really got me thinking. He said, we, we just kind of come up with advertisements and we just kind of treat them like, oh, this is the thing you have to sit through until we get back to the content. And he's like, no, advertising is still content. And that's when I started putting a little more work into the ads for the school of podcasting. But you might ask, have you purchased any products from your sponsors on this show? Now, this is a win-win. If they say no, well, then A, you can quit promoting things that your audience doesn't want. And then if they say yes, this is brilliant because you can go back to that sponsor and go, hey, I just surveyed my audience. 87% said they're buying things that I've promoted on my show. Put that in your media kit. That one came from Glenn the Geek. Another fun question might be, what would you think would be a good sponsor for this show? And this is where your audience can go, I love this product. And boy, it really fits the topic that we're talking about. And yes, less than 10% of podcasters get the big ads. But if you have a niche audience that's all about such and such and such and such and such and such, and it's super hyper niche, and there's a product that fits that, you don't need those giant numbers because that particular manufacturer is going to go, holy cow, you have what? 700 people that are into the thing that I need to get to? Yeah, they're going to be, yeah, how do I sponsor your show? So that might be a good question to ask. Do you skip the ads when you listen to my show? Again, that's a good question. Uh, what was the last thing that you purchased that you heard about on my show? I think one of the questions I'm going to add, which I'll be making my survey when I get done here, is what is one thing that you have put into practice or what is something you've changed or added to your show that you learned about on the show? I think that's going to make it to my final survey. And speaking of questions, if you do anything on a scale from one to blah, 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 make that number even. If you go one to five, everybody can just circle three and stay right in the middle. If you go one to four, they have to figure out, do I like it a little less or a little more by choosing two or three? Now, when you actually put the survey out there, how long should you leave it out? I would say a month, and I'm kind of getting this from Tom Webster. Again, I'll, I'll be linking to his kind of custom survey. Like, here's a, here's a great sample survey for a listener survey. He recommends three episodes. And I would say, yeah, at least three, probably four I might actually promote this throughout the year and just keep getting feedback. Like every now and then, hey, have you taken the listener survey yet? And then I'll just take the link 
for survey 22 and make one for survey 23 and have it point to the same thing. And then the other one that's really depressing, and this is just the way it is. Well, how many responses should I get? And there isn't a number here like six or 17 or 24. It's really a percentage of your audience. And are you ready for this? This is, again, I speak the truth. And nobody likes this, but it's true. And again, this is with giving people a, a Amazon gift card. And that is, if you're doing, if you're getting, let's say you get 100 downloads per episode every week, 100 downloads, great. And you go, hey, I'm doing a survey. I want to hear what you want. You're going to get five people. What, what, what? And you're like, wait, what? Did you say f- out of 100? Yeah. Yeah. And that's if you're really good. It's somewhere between 2 to 5%. If you get more than 5%, that's amazing. But 5%, again, per Tom Webster, and that's really what I've heard from just about everybody, is kind of the norm. So if you are getting X amount of downloads, maybe you shoot for 3%. And when you get 3%, you know, this is, again, it's, it's your survey. If you just want to run it until you get 3%, beautiful. If you want it for three episodes and you get what you get, that's fine too. It's really up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I'll have a link to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 856. Here are some of the questions, and there are a lot of questions in this sample survey. And here's some of the ones that I thought were interesting. And they have the, many of the ones that Jack, I just mentioned, uh, are here. But you might want to ask, how long have you been listening to the show? Be, and then have it be six months a year, less than six months, three years, five years. And that might let you know kind of the depth, the loyalty. I think that might be an interesting question. This is one that's just coming off the top of my head. I'm calling an audible. Have you ever left the show and came back to the show? And if so, why did you come back? I think that would be an interesting question. How soon do you typically listen to the audio after we've released it? How often would you like them to come out so you can ask about scheduling? You can ask about length. We definitely want to know if they're following or not. There are a bunch of questions here. Uh, Where do you listen? That's one that Glenn was talking about when he started his horse radio network. Everybody was listening in the barn, and now they're listening more in the car. You might ask, where else do you get content about whatever your subject is? Because those might be other media outlets that you can partner with and other podcasts. And one of the things you have to know here is why. Why are you doing this? These are really the questions. So again, I'm not going to sit here and just read Tom's survey to you, but realize that's a great tool to brainstorm. Because just like I just said, hmm, that's a good question. Ooh, here's something that might fit me better. So you have to know, why am I doing this survey? So what is the goal? So for me, the goal of this survey is to make sure I'm still going the right way, right? I haven't really checked if this was a uh, a GPS. I haven't turned my GPS on in a few years. I might have been going the wrong way. So I'm trying to make sure I'm giving you what you need. You know, why am I creating that survey? Well, that's it. The, the goal of the survey is to have my numbers going up. The I'm creating this to make sure I'm giving you the right content. And it, it may just be, if you think about it, I might have people go, Dave, I love your content. I don't know what you're talking about. So maybe I just need to promote it more. You, you don't know, but this is the whole point. You have to ask to figure it out. What, what do I hope to accomplish with this survey? To make my show better. My background is in teaching. If you're new to the show, I always think there's room for improvement. Always room for improvement. And then the other thing you have to do is what are you going to do with the data you're collecting? Now, this is where the the key thing that that really the basis of your show, it's one of the first things I ask everybody that says, I want to start a podcast. And that answer is why. Why are you going to start a podcast? We did this in the last episode. Who is it for? How will you know if it's successful? And when you know your why and who it's for and what you're trying to accomplish, I'll give you an example. I do a show every Saturday with Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. He does Home Gadget Geeks. And he and I, well, I started the show and then Jim came on. 
And the goal of the show originally was to play with live. I just wanted to do a live show. And I realized at the time that blog talk radio was awful and we played with other toys, but really the bottom line is that show. One of the reasons I do it is I want to have an option for that person who wants to hire me as a consultant, which of course you can do at daveinyourpocket.com. But maybe this person has no budget, which kind of doesn't make sense because while you can podcast for free, mm, but anyway, it's free podcast consulting for listeners. That was the goal. And so I, I want to ask, I want to answer podcast questions because the questions that come in, in many cases, I go, oh, that would really, I should expand on that and turn it into an episode. And so when I, we got feedback, Jim and I got a super detailed feedback from a listener that was like, hey, back on February at the four minute and 57 mark, you talked about blank. And then in episode blah, 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 at the 37 mark, you did, did, I mean, insane. I, I'm really appreciative that they took the time to give us really detailed information and feedback. There was only one problem. The goal of the show is to offer free podcast consulting and give me insights into what my audience wants live. That's what we do. It's called Ask the Podcast Coach. And this person wanted us to do more interviews. It's, it's not listen to the Podcast Coach interview people show. Uh, they wanted just everything they, they requested. I looked at and we said very sincerely, wow, this is amazing feedback. Except you have, there's a term for a person like that. And it's, it's not any kind of negative. It's just like, wow, you're listening to the wrong show. We don't do that here. You are not our target audience. Now, if you get feedback that you go, Ooh, I've never thought of that. That fits in where I want to go. Then definitely mention it in your show. Hey, we're trying something new today. We're doing yada, yada, yada because of your feedback. Thank you so much for your feedback. Let me know what you think of this. Is there enough salt in this bread? And they'll go, no. Ugh. And then you can change it again. So realize you might get feedback from people that really aren't your target audience. And they go, hey, can you do like five days a week? seven minute shows. And I go, uh, no, thanks for the suggestion. But you know, you might want to check out pod news by James Gridlin or something like that, or check out my other show, uh, your podcast consultant. It's nine minutes or less, whatever it is, but realize you might get feedback where, and you're, you're kind of torn. And this is what can lead to people retiring their podcast. You decide to based on, you know, one person's feedback to really change your show to something that you don't want to do. So keep in mind, it's your show. Listen to the feedback. Does their feedback help your show get better and keep in the direction that will get you to the why of your show? I started the show so I can blank. But this is the goal of the show. And if their feedback is the complete opposite, that's the feedback that you thank them for their feedback, but we're not going in that direction. Please try this other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when it comes to questions, I'm going to assume that most of the time you are asking adults. And I have my teaching degree is in, you know, education, but I specialize in technical education. And the one thing they just drilled into me when I was getting my degree is adults need to know why. You can say one plus one equals two to a three year old, and they'll go like, okay. And then if you say that to, you know, adult, you're like one plus one equals two. They're like, wait, what, where did you hear that? Fox or CNN? You're like, no, no, really one plus it's a fact. One plus one equals two. Sure it is. So adults need to know why so that they can give you a better answer. And when you can give them an open-ended question, the first company I worked for out of college, it was interesting. The CEO would send out a, a survey every year. And the last question was always what's bugging you. That was it. He didn't say like in the company, in your life, whatever, in your health. It was just like, what's bugging you. 
It was really interesting. And you always did, and he, it was mandatory. You had to fill out these surveys because he wanted to take the temperature of the culture of the company so that he could see, hey, are we you know, rewarding? Are we acknowledging our employees? Are they aware of the mission of the business and where we're going and why we do what we do? Again, that's the goal of a survey, to understand your audience. And in his case, his audience were the employees. One last point before we get to Eric. I have two degrees. And when I got my first one in electronics, I really didn't try that hard. I was, in both times, I put myself through college. But I didn't try that hard the first time. And when I got meh, okay grades, I mean, you had to have a C to pass. But I I didn't get stellar grades. But I could look at them and go, well, yeah, they weren't that great, but I didn't really study. And the second time I went back to get my teaching degree, I actually studied. And there was something that was really weird because if I studied and still got bad grades, uh, then I, I guess I'm stupid. That's, you know, ooh, that could be bad. Well, it turns out that when I studied and actually did the homework, I actually got really good grades, made the dean's list, the whole nine yards. Got straight A's uh, quite a few times. Amazing. When you do the work, you ended up with a better grade. And so I get the whole like, hey, what if I actually make changes in my show and it doesn't start growing a little faster? You're going to do what I do and go, "Ah, it must be me. Well, keep in mind that not everybody, in fact, most people are not going to fill out your survey. And so maybe some of the people you need to connect with, unfortunately, are not giving you the feedback you need. That's really all you can do is do what you can with what you get and just keep trying. Realize that if we go back to another thing I learned when I was learning teaching, right? You you make the content, you go through and run your students through the material. And when they come out, can they do the things they're supposed to do? If not, you go back and tweak the content, run more students through it, see if they can do what they're supposed to do. And it's just a constant improvement thing. That's why I always believe there's room for improvement. So don't be afraid to ask your students. And then also don't beat yourself up if you put out a survey, you offer whatever kind of response you want, and you still get nobody to fill out the survey. Again, if you're doing 5%, you're doing amazing. So when you get, you know, 0%, yeah, you're probably not alone in that. But keep trying. Don't give up because the better your show resonates with your audience, the better chance that they're going to tell a friend. And when they tell a friend and they tell a friend, your numbers go up, your engagement goes up, you get better content. It just kind of becomes a snowball. But sometimes getting that snowball to start is a real pain in the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a show, podcast review show, with 30-year radio veteran Eric K. Johnson. You can find him at podcasttalentcoach.com where we listen to your show and help you find those things that need a little help and those things that you're doing right. And Eric is not doing a webinar. It's a workshop. And here's my conversation with Eric to help explain what the heck are you talking about, Dave? Because if you want to make some money... It's a workshop. You have, especially for people that already have a podcast and they've got that audience and they're like, it'd be nice if I could make some money with this thing. You got a workshop coming up. So tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, Dave, one of the biggest challenges podcasters face when they come to me is they like, well, I launched my podcast. Now what do I do with it? (laughs) Like, How do I use it to attract my ideal clients? How do I use it to grow my business? And as I've been working with coaches one-on-one over the years, That's the biggest question that I have. And I realize they simply don't have a strategy to take listeners and convert them to clients. They're not walking them down the path. And uh, I show them the podcast profit strategy and they're like, oh, well, that makes total sense. So what I want to do is put together this workshop. It's coming up on Saturday, December 17th. It's Build Your Podcast Profit Strategy Workshop. It's a three-hour workshop where I'll show you the strategy and we will build your strategy right there. I'll show you how to monetize. It's not difficult uh, to understand. You just need a strategy to implement it. And that's what we're going to build here in the Build Your Podcast Profit Strategy Workshop. Well, I always hear people say like, I don't know, I, I just feel salesy. 
Like, and I always say like a used car salesman or whatever. And they're like, well, I don't know. I just, when they get to promoting themselves, they get a little squirmish because it's probably something that they haven't done. Maybe they're nothing in sales at all. So is this going to help with that? I heard that just the other day. One of the uh, podcasters told me, yeah, it's hard to uh, offer any opportunities without sounding salesy. Like I'm just turning my podcast into a commercial. Well, if you seek to help people first, you approach your show with the heart of a teacher and you serve and you give people the why behind what you do and give them the how, you're serving them. You're giving them the ability. If they want to take it from there and go figure it out, great. You've served them. You've given them a vision. You've pointed them in the right direction and said, have at it, go get them. But if you want to fast track it, you make it easy, then you give them the opportunity to go deeper with you and work with you one-on-one or in your group program or in your course to, to reach the results faster. It's not necessarily a hard sell. It's a fact that you're just offering them more help. The, the sales process is broken into four steps. The first step is building rapport with your audience. The second step is qualifying your prospect to make sure that you're right for them and they're right for you. The third step is educating them on your solution. And then the fourth step is to close the sale. So many people rush to that step number three. Let me tell you about my course. Let me tell you about my coaching program. And they're like, I don't even know you yet. I, you, how, do, how do I know you're right for me and I'm right for you? And that's what your podcast does for you. Your podcast allows you to build rapport with your audience through the stories that you tell and the examples that you give. And it allows you to qualify your audience because your audience self-qualifies themselves. They listen to you and go, man, Dave has exactly what I need. Like he's the guy that knows how to podcast. He's the guy I want to come to. So when they get on the call with you or they get on your webinar or they they see you on stage somewhere, you've already gone through the first two steps of the sales process. So it's not necessarily all salesy. You're just offering the next logical step. Building rapport is actually 40% of the sales process mm-hmm. and qualifying your prospect is 30%. So that's 70% of the sales process is complete by the time they get to you because you spend time on your show showing people how you help them and what you help them accomplish. You show them what's possible. You serve them and you give to them. So by the time you say, if you want to go deeper or see how this can work for you, let's jump on a call and discuss it. You're 70% of the way there. It's not being salesy. It's serving with a with a giving heart. Well, and speaking of making sure if people are right for the, the product or whatever, I if I understand this right, you're only allowing 12 people in the class? Yes, because I want this to be, uh, this is going to be a masterclass workshop where we roll up our sleeves and we get stuff done. I want to give you the dedicated help that you need to build the podcast profit strategy that's right for you. Therefore, I can't let a hundred people in here because then you're going to fade into the back. You're not going to get your questions answered. You're not going to get uh, a strategy complete by the end of the three hours. I limit it to 12 people. So we're all in the same Zoom room. I'm answering your questions. We're talking about your specific strategy. We're talking about your ideal client, how we find them, how we reach them, how we take them from being a listener that's interested to being a client that's invested. And I can't do that in mass. So I'm limiting the workshop to 12 people. The first 12 that sign up uh, get to take the the workshop with me. It's three hours long. Saturday, December 17th runs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. It's a $97 tuition investment because I want to make sure the people that get in the workshop are those that are willing to do the work. I don't want tire kickers, people that are just going to come in and go, well, that was a nice little webinar. This isn't a webinar. This isn't just more training that you put in your drawer and think that was nice. And you discover 18 months later and go, oh, huh, when did I take that? This is stuff that you're going to put to use. This is not just throwaway material. We're actually getting it done. We are doing the work in the workshop. That's why it's only limited to 12 people. And that's why there's a $97 uh, tuition fee. So you are committed. You're willing to show up. I don't want you to register and then ah, I'll catch the replay. That doesn't work. How many replays have you gone and watched? How many webinars have you put to use to actually move your business forward? 
Exactly. Zero. So this one is the one you're going to invest in. You're going to show up. You're going to do the work and you're going to walk away with a podcast profit strategy that's not only uh, effective, but it's effective for your show because we built it together. You took the question out of my mouth. I was going to be like, so can I watch the replay? Like, that's probably not in this case. No, there is no replay. There is. We do stuff like you can't do stuff. You can't ask your questions and get the help you need in a replay. There is no replay. This is show up and let's get it done and make 2023 the best year yet with your podcast and grow your business. It's going to be a blast. If you want to get in, head over to podcasttalentcoach.com slash SOP, short for School of Podcasting. Uh, you can find all of the information right there. It'll answer all of your questions. You can get one of the 12 seats. Once it's full, it's full. It'll tell you, sorry, we're all full up. So if there's still a seat available, podcasttalentcoach.com slash SOP, you'll see it all right there. And uh, I'd love to help you build your podcast profit strategy. Stop pointing and guessing and watching YouTube videos and listen to all the, the gurus, right? I have 30 years in radio building effective marketing campaigns for businesses that bring people in the door to spend money. Uh, I can do it with you and your podcast. I've been doing it for 10 years. So let's rock and roll and get it done. Podcasttalentcoach.com slash SOP will get you over to that workshop. And if you want more, Eric, of course, Podcast Talent Coach is his podcast. And you can hear myself and Eric reviewing other podcasts at podcastreviewshow.com. At the beginning of the show, I said, I'm going to try something different. And this is it. January 4th at 6.30 p.m. I'm sorry to everyone across the pond. I realize it's like four in the morning, your time or something like that. I'm going to do a focus group. The School of Podcasting live survey. Uh, The survey that everyone can fill out now schoolofpodcasting.com slash survey 22 will take you to that. And I would love your feedback. Again, we have a couple things. One is a $25 Amazon gift card. And the other one is for me to review your show, basically a free podcast consulting with uh, you and I. It's my way of saying thank you for helping me make this show do better. But what I'm also doing, and I will be giving away Another one of those at this live event, again, January 4th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's a webinar. And where webinars are usually, hey, here I'm going to like talk about this and I have this. This is, I want to talk to you. I want you to do the talking. I'm going to facilitate some feedback. I'm also going to look into if there's any kind of tool that I can send out a link and people can answer and we can get the survey results like right there. I'm going to check into that. I think Google has that if I remember right, but I'm going to look into that as well. My goal is to do this live with you because there's nothing better than looking into the eyes of your listeners and getting feedback. Now, if you don't want to be on camera, that's fine. But uh, StreamYard just launched a survey, not a survey, a webinar tool. So I want to play with that tool. And this does mean you'll have to register because I, again, want people that really want to help make this show the best it can be. And so I'm really looking forward to that. It's something new. Again, I might get next to nobody showing up and that could be embarrassing, but you know what? There's, you got to try. You've got to have the courage to be bad at something. Sometimes that's how you get better. You have to have the courage to be bad at something sometimes. And also Sometimes to stand out, you have to do other things that other people aren't doing. And I said at the beginning of the show, I'm confounded why people don't get feedback on their show before promoting it. I mean, that's why I create a safe space at the School of Podcasting for that very purpose. And so I'm going to try something different by doing a live focus group with you. I'm making it easy for people to give me feedback via the the Google form. Again, a chance to win a, a $25 Amazon gift card or consulting with me. And I want to get some live because of the live show I do. There's nothing better when somebody says, I wish you did more of this. And you go, oh, that's interesting. Can you expand on that? You kind of can't get that from a form. So 
that's what's coming. That's what I'm doing. And again, I say this a lot. When in doubt, ask your audience. Shane Whaley does the Torpreneur and many other shows about spies in East Germany or West Germany, things like that. Great guy. And when the pandemic wiped out the tour industry, what did Shane do? He went to his Facebook group of other tour uh, guides and went, well, what do you guys want to do? So when in doubt, ask your audience and you can do that with a free Google form. Go out again to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 856. You'll see a lot more information because this would have been like three hours long of sample questions. Tom Webster's from Edison Research, when he was there, their sample survey and a bunch of other things that if I just read them would have been really boring. So it's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 856. While you're there, sign up, use the coupon code LISTENER and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you're like, Dave, I don't really need a membership right now, but I do want to pick your brain, go to daveinyourpocket.com and we can set up some coaching without calendars, some flexible FaceTime. It's all there at daveinyourpocket.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And this is where people think consistency and schedule is more importantly important. Even though... I don't want to brag, but I, I have more than 50 downloads in an episode. Don't do that. Then you change that. So let's get into some more of the gritty, the gritty nitty, the gritty nitty. Wasn't that a band? The gritty nitty dirt band or something? Yeah. Because if you're like, I mentioned that, you know, less than 10% get ads or get ads. Ah, crap. Come on, mouth, brain, work. It's kind of turning out that it's free podcast consulting for podcast consultants who then turn around and become my competition. Did I say that out loud? And how do you stand out from other people by doing things that other people don't do? And I said at the beginning of the show, I'm stymied. Is that a, is that a racist term? This is if you want to hear, you know, if you want to get feedback on, if you want to hear like the latest pod, oh, geez, what are you saying, Dave? I don't, I don't know within my own show. I have the brains of an ass cube. My apologies to any ice cubes who may have been offended by my last statement.